Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's Easy with Breezy. I am your host, Breezy, and I am back. I did take a little time off. Um, Let's see, I had a birthday. I made the big three, two. I'm the big 32, and um, that's a blessing these days with everything going on. People don't live to see this age, let alone 75 these days, but thank God for allowing me to see another year. I want to especially thank my family and friends for coming out and celebrating with me, and, and just I had an awesome, awesome time, one of the best birthdays I've had um thus far and that's how it should be the older you get the greater it should get so i want to thank them um especially my family and friends for coming out celebrating with me and just having uh the great celebration of life um also i do want to piggyback on my previous episode where we talked about uh, voting like your mental health depends on it I want to touch on mental health. Um, unfortunately, I lost a loved one due to suicide. And I just want to, you know, say a little something about it. But not. I'm not trying to go in details about anything. I just want to touch on it really quick because it has been something that I've been preaching since I started my podcast. And I just want to say this. Um, mental health is real. And it's real. And it's been more... Um, it's, it's becoming the norm in the black community, suicide. Um, back in the day, you didn't see a lot of black people committing suicide. Um, it looks as if, am I seeing recently another black woman committed suicide? I don't know what's going on, but I just want us all to try to pull together and help. If we see somebody in need or crying out, most people use social media to cry out. Pay attention to the signs. Reach out to them. Pull up. Check on them. Get a house key. Get a spare house key. You know, so that you're able to just go in and check on people like that need that because um, the signs really do be there. We just miss them. And we miss them because we have our own issues that we're dealing with. And sometimes it takes more energy out of our life or out of us to deal with other things. And it's okay to just push it under the rug. But please, if we can save a life, take that extra step or take the extra initiative and reach out to that person. Spend time with that person. If a random person is hitting you up and asking you, let's go out and hang, trust me, it's not for their, it's not for your sake. It's not for because they miss you. It's because they're crying out. They're wanting to re- they want to reach out to anybody. They're trying to hold and grab on to anybody that will listen, cling on them. So that they have a little bit of hope, a little bit more strength to get up and go, a little bit more reason to get up and push through that day. So I just want to say, um, pay attention to the signs. Well, if it's a family member, whether it's a family member, a co-worker, a loved one, anybody, you know, help anybody. It, it can be a stranger, you know, because all lives matter when it comes down to that. You know, if, you, if you're going to help someone not commit suicide or a suicidal attempt please 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 i mean we may we may not be able to save them all because i mean if if they've made up in their mind sometime you know this thing called life is hard like you're not going to understand it that's why you have to keep god in your life because you won't understand everything but he makes no mistakes so he already knew you know that that was going to happen it's an unfortunate situation but 
I just want to say, please check on your people daily. Not just daily, sometimes multiple times in a day. Because, you know, when a person get lonely and go back to that unhappy place, when they leave the happy place, it's not safe anymore. If you have to spend a night, let them spend a night just to watch them to so that they're safe. Do those extra things so that we can save lives and souls. Yeah, so we can save souls. That's the main objective, right? Saving souls. So I just want to piggyback off of that. I'm not going to do too much talking about it. I just want to ask everyone um, that's listening, that listen to my podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I also want to ask that you keep my family and the immediate family um, lifted up in your prayers um, for their healing and peace in this time of bereavement. Um, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to touch on that because, um, I've been preaching that for, from day one, since I started my podcast and, and it it was shocking that, you know, it happened in my family. So no one, no one is, is basically, uh, an exception or it can happen to anybody. So just kind of be aware, especially with these times, these hard times with the pandemic and, and, and and people losing loved ones daily and they feel like they don't have anybody. So they, they feel like they don't, you know, want to live. So most definitely check on those ones that's lost loved ones due to COVID-19 and all of those things. So I just wanted to give, you know, a little piggyback on that um, because it is real and and let people know that it's it's okay to discuss it. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique. And that's why God made you the way you are because you are unique in, and that was that being yourself makes you unique. No one is alike. No matter how much you try, no matter how much um, plastic surgery you put on your body to make yourself look like another person, until you have that DNA or that mental or that brain, um, you're not gonna be anyone else. You're still gonna be yourself up under all that silicone or up under all that whatever it is that you put in your face, Botox or all that. So, um. So just be yourself and embrace loving yourself because once you figure out how to love yourself, everything else will would not matter at all. Being comfortable in my skin is one of the the, the best thing or beautiful thing that you can ever experience. Being comfortable in your skin. So um let's just make let's normalize being comfortable with who you are or how unique you are. Let's normalize that. Um because it's it's a sad it's it's sad to lose loved ones like this, but it, it is unfortunate. I can I couldn't imagine what she was feeling or how she was feeling, but to not want to be here, you know, it had to be pretty bad. But just keep our um my immediate family and um their immediate her immediate family lifted up in your prayers. Um, and I I know they'll get through this. They're strong people, and I love them so. Just want to piggyback on that for a little bit. All right, so now let's 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 switch gears. I wanted to um, speak about credit and um, how important it is. Not only in today's society, it's always been important because growing up in my household, um, we didn't we didn't talk about credit. It wasn't a discussion, and it wasn't because um, we didn't want to talk about it. My parents or their parents wasn't educated enough to even discuss or related information on to us because it was something that black people didn't really know about um back in the day like that so um i want to share my insight and my insight 
about it and my experience on how I overcame some obstacles growing up um, from not giving a damn about my creator. When I say I didn't give a damn, I didn't give a damn. (laughs) When I say I didn't care to be a homeowner, I didn't care about having the most fanciest cars, anything like that. As long as I had a car, as long as I had a roof on my head, when it was just me, I didn't have any kids. Um, I was okay with that. Like, I was like, I'm not buying a house. I don't, I don't care about my credit. And and that's just me being young and dumb, basically. Um, but as you mature and get older in life, you want better things. You want better for yourself. And that's how it's supposed to be, to be. I mean, with age, you grow and you mature and you learn more. So with me maturing and, and just getting older and wanting more out of life, I was able to fix my credit and become a homeowner and drive the car I wanted. So I just wanted to kind of relate the information um, to you guys, let you know, you know, some pros and cons about credit and what you can do to better yourself. Um, and it's fixable. Just know that it's fixable. So um, let me go ahead and um, jump right into that. All right. So I know you guys <laughs> have heard the terminology of some people say you reap what you sow. Well, I look at credit like you reap what you don't pay back because at some point in your life, when you're trying to buy that house or whatever it is that you want in life, oh, it's going to catch up with you. It's going to be brought back up or brought back to your attention. So um, (laughs) that's where I get the title of this episode from you reap what you don't pay back Um, because credit does come back and and, and bite you in the ass. for certain things that you didn't pay off for certain things that you thought you got away with and you got a little older and you tried to buy something. Um, it can be as small as $7. Yes. Yeah, $7. It'll come back and bite you. Um, late payments come back and bite you. Um, that's a big one. But, um, so what is, what is a credit score? A credit score is basically the ability to borrow money or access goods or services with the understanding that you will pay it back later. So um, your credit score can range in between 300 and 850. 300 being the worst, the very lowest you can get, and 850 being the best, the highest that you can get. Um, There are three major credit bureaus. Um, You have Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Now, all three credit bureaus um has a different score and all three of the scores are basically based on the information that is provided by the lender now i've noticed from my experience that my experience goes sometimes is the highest out of the three um they won't be too much off but maybe there'll be a point of five points or so in difference between the three um, and this is because each bureau is, um, they get different information based off the lenders. By law, um, the lenders don't, are not required to report to all three bureaus. So that's why the number may vary depending on um, which one that you're looking at, Equifax, Experian, a TransUnion. So um, now as far as credit, credit um it allows you to basically obtain auto loans put some of you guys through school like student loans um buy homes boats get personal loans atvs credit cards 
or loans or other expensive products and services that you can't not pay up front. All right, now, so for those of you that do have any credit or card, it's basically your money put on the card, on the credit card, but you'll be paying it back. Basically, let's say for instance, you go to the bank, you tell them you want a secure credit card. Um, let's say you put you give them $500 of your money. They put that $500 of your money on a card and you would spend the money like it's a credit card. Um, let's say you just use it for getting gas. I recommend you just use it for getting gas. I don't recommend you go maxing it, maxing the credit card out. It's just a $500 balance, not a big balance at all. And you want to most definitely keep all of your balances on any of your credit cards under 30%. Under 30%. So with that secure credit card, once you use that credit card, basically you'll be using your money, which is the $500 that you put in onto the card. And each month you'll get a statement. Um, you want to pay that card off in full um, or pay more than the minimal balance um with with the credit cards i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little more information on that later but with the secure credit card if you could just pay it off in full each month um being that you're gonna just use it for gas don't use it for um or you can use it for emergency purchase uh purposes like i said it's not a real big balance so it's not a whole lot you can do with 500 dollars. that that will go really really fast next thing you can do you can get a audit builder product or a secured loan secured loans work the same way like a secured credit card it's your money but you're paying the loan back as if you know you borrowed it but by it being secured it's because it's your money it's secured and basically your credit is not good enough for you to get you know your own loan or your own credit card so you start off with a secure loan or a secure credit card and then you'll work your way up to be able to get a credit card where you don't have to use your own money, where you'll use that lender's um, money and pay them back. But you want to make sure you're doing the same thing, either using it for emergency purposes or using it for small purchases or depending on your limit, don't go over, don't go over 30%, basically. 30% of the total amount. So... What I'm saying is if you got $500 balance, don't go over that 30%. So same thing works with the secured loans. Um, basically, if you want to do a secure loan, let's say for $5,000, they'll basically put your money in the account, secure it. Once you, pay, once you use, you know, you can use the money, but you have to pay it back. Same thing, same thing. Or you can you can get cosigners. Now, this one, I don't know a lot of people. I know I'm not. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not putting, putting my neck on the line for nobody that I don't trust that's going to pay or do right by me. Because people will cross you up and wet you up all the time in today's society. Don't care about your credit. So, if you do cosign for somebody, be sure that it's somebody that you know that is responsible and reliable. And that's a man of their words. Man or woman of their word. Because... A lot of people, I see this so often, go co-sign for people and it's all good. And then for about the first two or three months, yeah, two or three is very short-lived. And and then, you know, they, they start to make late payments. And then after the late payments, they start playing 
after 30 days and then it's a ding on your credit. Not only theirs, but yours. So just be mindful who you co-sign for because what they do affect you. And the next one is becoming an authorized user. Now, this is a big one. Um, and it's a good one. And I kind of like it a lot because if you have kids or say you have kids that's 12 and you want to go ahead and get their credit started and you have a major credit card with a pretty decent balance and you pay your cards good each month, you don't go over 30%. I, re I recommend you putting your kid as an authorized user. You can put your 12-year-old 12 12 on your credit cards as an authorized user so that they are already building credit yourself when they get older, you know. So, I, and I'm not saying give them the card. No, just put them on there as an authorized user. Yeah, they're going to get a card, but you can get the card and hold on to the card and keep it. But make sure that you, if you do this, that you are one of the people that that have good credit, that, that understand paying your credit cards off, I mean, off or paying or keeping it below that 30%. Um, authorized user, it's a good thing to have. Um, and it helps that person that's the authorized user boost their score so that's a good thing to have if you have someone that's struggling and you know someone that will is willing to put you on as an authorized user just ask could you be an authorized user and you know six months down the line you'll be having a, a good credit scores depending on the person that you're you know whoever your author your authorized user on on their account how they manage their credit all right, um, one of the next thing is um, credit for your bills you pay. If you're paying your bills on time each month, you're not getting late fees, late fees that reports to the credit bureau. And it shows that you're making on-time payments. You're able to manage and make your payments on time as promised. That is a good thing. Because if you don't, um, I've... I've actually struggled with this. Um, I had student loans and I put my student loans in deferment and that's not good either. Putting those student loans in deferment, they're still building interest and whatnot. That's not a good thing. Again, I was young and dumb, but now I've learned to do that because it just adds more interest and more time on how long you're going to have to pay it off. But making those on-time payments is important because that, that messed me up. Uh, when I was younger and I had those student loans, I wasn't still paying those student loans. I mean, I would go 30, 40, 60, 90 days without paying my student loans because I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't know. I wasn't educated enough to know that I needed to make those payments. Thank God I was able to recover from that because I have a really, really good credit score because I came from nothing. I came up from nothing, you can tell me. Let me stop playing. But yeah, pay your bills on time at least before it hits 30 days. Because after 30 days, the mark is going to go on your credit report regardless. There's nothing you can do. Just try to get it in before 30 days. I really want you to get it in on the due date. Because even if you don't pay it, if you're paying it at 30 days before it hits your credit, if you're paying it late, you're still building more interest. You're still having a longer time to pay it off. So if you had something that's supposed to be paid off, let's say in five years, and you constantly made late payments from day one, you probably tacked on a whole nother year of paying your loan off. So don't look stupid or dumb when you call and saying, hey, you know, based on my contract, I'm supposed to be done paying for my loan X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but did you forget about those the late payments that added extra interest and all those late fees that you had. So when you was making the payments, it took away from what supposed to went to principal because it was going towards interest and late fees. So most definitely keep that in mind. 
Next one will be to just practice good credit habits. Practice good credit habits. Spending under 30% on your credit cards, not overspending. And also with good credit, people will send you all type of stuff. You know you got good credit when they just send you stuff just to send you stuff. Do not, I repeat, do not go and get all this stuff. Do not buy that more than you can chew. And what I mean by that is if you have good credit, people will throw stuff at you basically. Try to basically give it to you because you have good credit and you can afford it. But you don't want to get stuck into the state where you got good credit and you start getting all these credit cards and you start getting all these different loans and all these different auto loans and you got multiple mortgages and then you look up and then your debt to income ratio is it's horrible or you can't afford it because you didn't bid off more than you can chew. Yeah, you have good credit, but you also got to have the income to maintain those payments and be able to um, manage all those things that you get. So be careful that you're not overspending or overdoing it. Um, with your credit because they'll give it to you all day they'll give it to you they'll give it to you give it to you. they won't care if you have a good credit score they'll give it to you just be mindful to not bite off more than you can chew with that one um so most definitely practice good credit habit and like i said that's just by managing your money your finances and it's just being aware of what you have and what your debt to income um, ratio is meaning how much you make how much your annual salary is and what you're able to afford monthly with your bills or whatever other things you have to pay monthly, whether it's, you know, you have kids, you have to factor in all of that. So just make sure your debt to income ratio is lining up to whatever you are getting with your homes and your auto loans. A lot of people go out and get these expensive homes or these expensive auto loans. But when you get yourself in a pickle, you have yourself in such a tight that you don't have any wiggle room if something happens. If an emergency ar arises, you everybody knows we just had a pandemic. So don't put yourself in a situation to where you may lose your job or you may get sick. And you can't afford that big house order. You can't afford that 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 thousand dollar, $18,000 car payment. So just be mindful, you know, of what you're attacking on um, with those if you have good credit and you're getting all this stuff that they're trying to throw at you, just be mindful of that. And then the other one would be um, on how to build your credit would be to check your credit score report. Check your score daily so that if there's something that's on there that popped up that you don't agree with, that you uh, want to dispute, dispute it. If it's something that you didn't do and it just popped up or if it's old, dispute it. So um, just monitor your credit. Monitoring your credit is just like monitoring your bank account at this point. So uh, you monitor your money, you watch what goes in and come out, same thing with your credit. Watch what comes on there. If there's something that they're reporting that, that shouldn't be there, um, like late payments or um, um, collections or things like that, dispute it. So um, those are some things that you know you can do to work on building your credit. All right, so I want to talk a, look, a little bit about revolving credit. So... Revolving credit is a type of credit that does not have like a fixed number of payments. Basically, you're not bound to a certain term or a um, contract of a term or anything. And basically, revolving credit is, let's say, an example of that would be a credit card. Um, because a credit card, I don't know if you guys, have you ever had a credit card? You start off with a certain limit and you did so well that the lender um, sends you like a credit limit increase every so often. So the credit limit increases 
and you're still not entitled or term to a fixed number of payments. So um, let me just give you a little insight about uh, the credit cards because those things, they can get tricky. Them credit cards that will cross you up and wet you up. So the credit cards is one of those things I'm like, don't bite out more than you can chew because if you ever went shopping in like Old Navy or Children Place and they're like, hey, apply for the credit card, you'll get 30% off of your purchase today. Yeah, and when you look up, you didn't apply for everybody. You got you look up, you got every credit card in the mall. Dealers, JCPenney, Children's Place, Old Navy, Belts, and then it's become overwhelm overwhelming. So, um, that's what I mean by not biting off more than you can chew. If you don't necessarily shop there often or don't need the card, don't get it. Um, because some of the interest on those cards are ridiculous. And if you are a minimal balance paying person, it won't help you anyways. So a couple of things that you can kind of keep in mind with the credit cards. 15 days before the credit card is due, pay the minimal amount that's due. Then three days before the due date, pay another amount any amount that you can afford it'll go towards the it'll go towards the principal balance and it'll bring that balance down attention to those interest rates on those credit cards because some of them are really really high so just try to make those payments 15 days before the credit card is due and then three days before the due date make a another payment amount um it doesn't have to be the full payment amount of the credit card but something that you can afford something that won't hurt you or hinder you or you cause you have to reuse it again and that'll help you know get that principal balance down um quicker than just by paying a minimal balance or paying over the minimal balance so try to try to use those different pointers when it comes down to those credit cards for those credit cards i'm telling you they'll make you want to cut them out cut them all up but don't do that because um, you need your credit cards for like emergency purposes. They are good for that if you're using them for the right purposes, not maxing them out. And also, um, with the credit cards, as I was at a point where I was like, I'm gonna close my credit cards, but closing accounts is a big one too. Um, closing accounts is not good. I mean, paying off accounts is good, but when you pay off an account, have you ever paid off a car loan or a mortgage or something and noticed your credit score decrease? All right, so let's talk about closing accounts. Closing accounts may save you money and annual fees monthly, but closing accounts could hurt your credit score. It's crazy, it's weird, but uh, lenders like to see a mixture of credit. And with that, they like to see how long you had credit. If you haven't looked at your credit report and it shows the age of your credit, the longer you have it, the better. So uh, with that revolving credit, with the credit cards, it's good to keep those because that'll kind of add to that mixture of accounts, meaning like you have a credit card, you have an auto loan, you have a house note, you may have some personal loans, you may have some other stuff. Lenders like to see that you're able to maintain a mixture of things and it helps your credit score. So by closing the account, it cuts back on the time or the term you having a mixture of accounts. It's crazy, but lenders like to see you having a mixture of accounts and that you're able to maintain, keep uh, the payments up, keep the, the percentage low on the credit cards and all that. So that's why it's not a good thing to close the accounts. Don't get me wrong. If it was a bad decision 
or if it was a, one of those credit cards that had a crazy, crazy interest rate and you got it because when you got it, you your credit score was low and it had a high interest rate, close it by all means. And or reapply and see about getting a different interest rate or a different um credit limit. So yeah. Closing, be mindful of the accounts that you close because that, that also can, you know, hinder your it's so many things that you can factor in when closing those accounts. Um it does affect your score score in a negative way. So, but by all means if the account is hindering your credit score and you want to pay it off and just be done with it and it's going to help you uh, maintain a better score most definitely close it i don't recommend keeping any accounts open that was had a high interest rate or a bad decision overall um also credit increase hard credit increase um if you use those um apps like credit karma or you know, sometimes your credit cards will have a thing where you can use to check your credit score daily you can use those those may not be as accurate um credit karma is not accurate i know most times credit karma would tell me my credit score and i go to get a hard credit run and my credit score is normally like 30 points higher so it just depends sometimes it can be lower um i don't know why i don't know what the factoring matter is with that but Credit Karma is not spot on as far as the score part, but the information that it has on there, meaning the credit cards you have, the, the auto loan you have, all of that is accurate. So you can most definitely go based off um, what you have on your credit. Um, also, uh, whenever you are like, say you're shopping for a car, please, please, please do not allow those car dealerships to run your credit or send your credit to everybody. Each time that they run that credit or do that hard inquiry on your account, it can lower your score between one and five points. Now, credit inquiries only make up 10% of your credit score. But whenever there's a credit inquiry ran, I don't think it falls off until two years later. So you don't want to have a credit score or an inquiry on your account and then say a lender is looking to approve you for a loan but then they look and see all these other people that ran your credit and they either denied it that doesn't look good denied denied, denied. it doesn't look good because then they they're wondering like well why they didn't pick them up you know so just be mindful of when you do try to get something or apply for anything that that that's what you want at that time and don't just run your credit just to be running it a lot of people will say hey level just 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 go in and see no if you're not prepared to buy or you're not dead set on that you want that car or whatever it is that you're buying that day do not allow them to run your credit you are in control of your credit do not allow them to run your credit and that's just period um a lot of them will try to suck you into running your credit and then when they see your credit score that's going to determine whether or not they want to reel you in or push you back out the door so do not allow them to run your credit. Um, so um, the, the credit increase, they make up 10% of your score. And the payment history makes up 35% of your score. So that's why I said payment history is really, really important. So make sure you're making those payments on time um, each month. And it's not going past 30 days. So with that being said, we're going to stay on track and we are not about to talk about how bad the United States is in debt, but want to hold us accountable for a credit score. That part. 
I guess I'm going to mind my business today, just for today, moving right along. <laughs> so I want to talk about business credit versus personal credit for those business owners or the people that have business accounts or business credit, um, which is really, really good because basically you get to double dip. Basically, it's like having two standalone credit scores. And the advantage of that is whenever you're running your credit on the business, everything that's under your personal account, you may have a mortgage, you may have an auto loan, you may have all certain things under your personal account, but it won't, it does not supposed to show up under your business credit. So basically you get to double dip or you get double the credit. And um, that's a good thing to have because you don't have to put everything under your personal credit, you can put some of it under your business credit, which is it's a very good thing to have for those business owners um, that uh, are not aware of business credit. Um, it's a good thing to get um, and look into it. I'm not real familiar about the business, the business credit aspect of it. And actually, a lot of lenders don't look into it uh, as much. Um, they're not fully educated about it either. So um, most definitely... Look into that, look into getting a business credit if you guys are business owners, because there are some some big advantages uh, for those of you that like to double dip. Um, that's one of the things, one of the major advantages. So one of the biggest advantages for the business credit versus the personal credit is that you double your borrowing power while, while separating the debt. So. Basically, whenever you know you're applying for something under your personal credit, you won't see what's under the business and vice versa. So it's like you get double the credit, which is good. But but still keep in mind, even though they don't see it, you got to still be able to maintain it. So keep that in the back of your mind. Even though they give it to you, doesn't mean you need to get it if you can't afford it. Because you'll be put in the buying in the tight situation. All right, so I also wanted to um, talk about the credit score a little bit. So I've had situations to where people would come into, say, to buy a car. I've worked at a car lot before. So people would come in to buy a car, and let's say they are a 750, but they really don't have any credit. Yes, you can be a 750 and not have any credit, meaning you don't have any um, anything on your credit. That credit score was accumulated years ago, and it just never changed because you never got anything after that or never changed because you never did anything else with your credit. So basically you still have no credit because the credit lenders have nothing to go off of base the base your record off because you haven't gotten anything since you bought that car years ago. So um, that's why it's still always good to kind of have some type of mixed amount of credit on your account, even if it's something small, just have something going so that if you do plan on buying something or borrowing something in the future, the lender will have something to go off of based off what you show on your credit report. So don't think just because, oh, I'm a, I'm a 750, um, I'm good to go. No, but you don't have any credit. You don't have anything to show for it. You don't show how you are maintaining this. You're, just because you had that years ago, you may not be the same person. People change. Their paying habits change. Their finances change. So um, just keep in mind, just try to keep something going on your credit so that, you know, if an event arises, um, you're able to be approved for something, um, anything that you want, because even with you having that perfect credit score, you still have to have something to back it up with, basically. Um, and for those of you that are going to the car lots and got a 350 uh, credit score and, and coming in there quoting, uh, you want a $250 payment, 
please stop just stop stop it don't make sense it's not gonna make sense i can't make it make sense so don't walk in now just because oh you got your taxes and you're gonna put two thousand down and think that's gonna change your life no because you most you better believe that that's not gonna change the, the fact that that three three fifty is still sitting on your head so for those of you that get your taxes every year and go and get a car every year please stop doing that work on your credit work on you so that you'll be able to get a better deal and a better interest rate that'll help you a lower interest rate that's not going to put you paying a car off uh paying a car off for double the amount or triple the amount because trust me i haven't seen it before it, it is the people do do that they pay for the car three times because of their credit because of their interest rate so um let's just sit down and kind of take care of self and take care of our credit score and i just want to uh Leave you guys with a couple of things that you want to keep in mind about your credit. Credit isn't cash or a substitute for cash. Having good credit is important as we've been talking about the whole time. So make sure you kind of maintain that um, and keep it to a point where it's, you know, good enough to in case an emergency arises, you'll be able to borrow or get something to get you out of a sticky situation. Good credit doesn't happen overnight, so you know you got to build that. It's a build-up, so just be patient. Most definitely be patient because I'm a living witness. <laughs> I am a living witness of that. Just be patient, and it will, you can you can come back or bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Bounce, bounce back. Okay, you can bounce back from a bad credit score. Just know that. Um, not all credit cards are created equally. This is a big one. Not, I mean, be mindful of those interest rates because, like I said before, those credit cards or lenders would try to cross you up and wet you up. They not created equally, so don't don't even go in thinking it. Debt can happen to anyone, so don't think you're exempt from debt. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you think you got, it can happen to anyone. I didn't seen it. I didn't heard horror stories about it. They had all the money in the world and didn't manage it right, and then they look up and had ain't had a pot to piss in and they wanted to throw out throw it out of it. remember to review your credit history kind of monitor it and make sure everything is showing up on there right or reporting correctly and then request a lower interest rate if you're worth it if your credit score is where it needs to be go in and let them tell you you tell them because they're not going to be the ones paying for it you're going to be paying for it at the end of the day so quote what you want tell them what you want walk in there like you the boss all right so with that being said thank you guys so much for tuning in I hope this was some information that you guys can utilize in life. Um, thank you so much for my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you and I love you. Peace out. So like always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, it's always easy with Breezy. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. And check out my website, BrittanySingleton.com. Peace out. Love you guys.